Right. I'm recording, but that's fine. Me, 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 me. I can't roll my ass. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We've lost that part. It's the final it's episode. Okay. Hello, none listeners. <laughs> it's the final one. It's the final one. <laughs> Number seven. It, um... Can't believe it's taken us a year to do seven podcasts. <laughs> Some people do like 50. Yeah, when you wanted us to do 50. Oh, yeah, <laughs> entirely implausible. Yeah. Given our distance and or lack of time. Yeah. Yeah, just life gets in the way, doesn't it? Yeah, the people who do 50 podcasts are the ones who, like, do podcasts for a living. They're the real heroes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, what are oh, we doing today? Yeah, we didn't look up how to pronounce it. Oh, wait, what um, was it again? This one. Philautia. Philautia, should I pop it into the YouTube? Storhe. Storhe. Agape. <laughs> Agape. Agape. Okay. Okay, here we go. The type of love I have selected is Philautia. Philautia. So I was right. You were right. Congrats, you're well done. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I know my ancient Greek. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> okay, I forgot immediately how it's pronounced. Flautia. Okay, I'll I'll give you the definition. Flautia is self-love, which can be healthy or unhealthy. Oh. Unhealthy self-love is akin to hubris. In ancient Greece, a person could be accused of hubris <gasps> if he played... <laughs> Yeah, that guy. That's hubris. Yeah. Sorry. Well, hang on, okay. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, a person (laughs) could be accused of hubris if he placed himself above the gods or like certain modern modern politicians above the greater good. (gasps) The greater good. The greater good. (laughs) Many believe that hubris led to destruction or nemesis. Today, hubris has become to mean an inflated sense of one's status, abilities or accomplishments, especially when accompanied by haughtiness or arrogance. Blah, blah, blah. Let's skip along a bit. Healthy self-love is akin to self-esteem, which is our cognitive and above all emotional appraisal of our own worth to mm-hmm. that of others. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Then it's a lot about Plato. <laughs> I don't you care know, about don't Plato. Care about him. <laughs> so yeah, basically, there's self-love. Okay. Which can be healthy or unhealthy. Yeah, which as, as with everything, Discuss. I guess. Yes, okay. Well... Hang on, let me get into a comfortable position. <laughs> now this <discuss. laughs> Well, I don't think I have much to say about unhealthy self-love other than we know exactly who we're talking about with that. Yes. So, you know, if you're a mediocre straight white man that thinks he's amazing, there you go. That, <laughs> there's a definition Ooh. for you. Yeah, Moving on to... Healthy self-love, which I think is difficult for people to achieve sometimes. All the time. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know, because I was going to say maybe unhealthy self-love is not having it. Like, maybe an unhealthy flautia 
is not having enough of it or any of it. But would you have philautia at all? Cause I, Probably not. Yeah. Because mm. I feel like, again, talk, I feel like it all comes back to you, this like thing of like you can't just have one. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So in any relationship with anybody, be that a friendship or a family relationship or whatever, you can't just have one thing and like self-love doesn't work. If Well, the thing is that you can't have any of the other things if you don't have a tiny bit of self-love. You know what the good quote is? Hmm. That was a great sentence. RuPaul, at the end of every episode of Drag Race, yeah. he says... Um, if you can't love yourself, then how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. Yeah. And it's literally so true. Like, it is true. Um, and I, I mean, I think I said this in an earlier podcast as well, but people can tell when you're single sometimes because you're so desperately single mm-hmm. because you don't look for that self-worth within yourself. Yeah. And I think... It's normally the way in life, isn't it? That when you finally come to a place of acceptance with who you are, mm-hmm. and you're happy with who you are, like that's when you find someone else. Yeah. Because you've learned to find the love from within. Yeah, exactly. That's and so then. Important. No, it's true. Because then also you are more open with people because you like yourself for who you are. Yeah. Rather than trying to block off the bits that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And then nobody. You can't have a true, honest relationship with somebody. Because you're covering up the parts you don't like. Yeah, that's true. Whereas when you fully accept yourself for who you are, including the bits that you don't like so much or that are hard, harder or just the baggage, yeah. then somebody can, somebody's more likely to love you because they know you rather mm-hmm. than because you're pres- presenting this facade, which they can tell is a facade. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, and I think that's that's probably one aspect of what makes people attractive if they're quite sure of themselves and yeah. confident in who they are. Exactly. Mm. I like a good confident person. Me too. Me too. Especially when they're like confidently doing something competently. Yes. And they have a thing and they're just... Yeah. And they're like, this is who I am and I do it well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But because I... I would say that maybe it's funny that this is the seventh. Yeah. Maybe it's the seventh because it's the hardest to achieve. Maybe the numbers don't mean anything. Yeah. But I would say that this is the foundation for all of the other loves to be healthy. Yeah. This has to be built on because you can't go into a relationship or a friendship or like even have a family relationship if you're not, if you don't love yourself and are confident in yeah. yourself. Yeah, and, and like obviously all those other relationships have an impact on your self-love. Yeah. Like if your relationship with your family is bad, you're not going to love yourself as much as you would as if you had a good relationship yeah. with them, probably yeah. because there's sort of undermining and things going on. Yeah. But you're right in order to have a healthy and good... Because this is the thing, so let's say you had a bad relationship with your family... When your self-love gets to a point where it's healthy and you feel good about yourself, mm-hmm. then you can go back into... You don't have to go back into that relationship, but if you go back into that relationship and you say, no, I love myself yeah, and I am not going to let you knock me back down again, yeah. that relationship gets better. And yeah. maybe better is not having that relationship, but it, mm-hmm. or it gets stronger because that person has to look at you and go, oh, okay, you're not going to put up with my shit yeah, anymore yeah, or whatever true. it is. But I, I do think that it's hard to have self-love. It's so hard. Nowadays. 
Yeah. And I wouldn't say that it's a consistent thing either. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Well, I mean, that's the same with all the loves we've looked at, isn't it? It's never, it's never consistent. But I would say that self-love is the hardest one because, I mean, we're our own harshest critics. Yeah. You can look at someone else and be like, they are brilliant and they don't know they're brilliant, mm. but I know they are. But you can't look at yourself and be like, wow, I'm actually really great. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, with anything, whether that's your physical appearance or hobbies, talents, like anything yeah. like that. But I would also argue that something about us culturally now mm-hmm. is that it's not encouraged to feel that way about yourself yeah. like if you go out okay. and you go oh man I am so great at this thing then like there'll be eight people ready to tear you down because you shouldn't talk about yourself yeah. like that because that's just self-absorbed or that's egotistical un- unhealthy um, in air quotes unhealthy self-love yeah yeah what, like, if you go out and you say, do you know what, I know I'm good at this thing and I'm going to keep doing this because I know I'm good at it. And everyone will be like, yeah, you're right, you are good at that thing. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's how you keep that, like, self-love going. But then I think that what happens then is we get into a whole different number of seven and that's the seven deadly sins. Yeah, true. And it's jealousy. And I think people... If people aren't focusing enough on their self-love... Mm. So, for instance, if I'm if I'm not giving myself the credit that I'm due, but I see someone else succeeding and doing well, I'm envious because I can't love myself the way that they are clearly loving themselves Yeah. to achieve what they want to. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, totally. Which is why you need to surround yourself with people who are positive and, and loving and supportive. And, you know... You know, I have friendship groups where it's like, you know, I'm like, oh, this is really cool and you're amazing at this thing and you're amazing at that thing. And they're like, yeah, because you're really amazing at this thing. Or I'll come in and I'll be like, so I did this interview and I think I aced it or I think I did okay, but, you know, these... And they're like, yeah, well, there's no way you didn't... You know, there's no... There's no ego involved because they... Because of philia Mm -hmm. or whichever... Is that the friendship one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, They love you enough to just love you yeah rather than to try and tear you down and more so build you up yeah yeah um like maybe that's another thing that i think we need to learn don't stop surrounding yourself with people who don't love you enough yeah yeah i think that's hard as well isn't it to walk away from those kind of difficult relationships but actually the more that those kind of people get inside your head the more likely you are to not be kind to yourself yeah exactly um and i think one thing that i've learned this year anyway is that it's it's very easy to beat yourself up to be like oh well i didn't do this and i didn't do that and like i wasn't good enough at this but you don't look at the small achievements that that you make yeah and how actually something that isn't a big deal for anyone else at all but it's a big deal for you and i don't know you overcome a fear or something like, that is self-love. Yeah. And quite often, all of those little things add up to a huge thing. Yeah. Like, okay, let's look at ourselves, like, last year. Yeah. All those tiny little steps we've taken over the year mm-hmm. have added up to a huge amount of change. Oh, definitely. And much more self-love for us both. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I mean, there's still... I've, I feel like I have a way to go. Mm. But I'm definitely... I definitely feel... That because I've worked on building that foundation of self-love, it's affected my other relationships 
for the better. Yeah, positively. Positively, exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, but I wouldn't say that I'm at the end of my my journey, um, so to speak. <laughs> I don't think you can ever be at the end of the self love no, journey. No, because it was really interesting. I don't. I don't know if you watched it. Um, the the video by oh my god, I can't remember his name. I think it's Max Bosch. Um, about he he asks old people for life advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he asked them what gets easier with age, and they all say confidence. Mm. They all just because I mean you do you just you find out what you like and what you don't like. You stop pretending for other people. Yeah, are more comfortable in yourself. Um, and I think probably beyond a certain age, you're just like you just don't give a shit because what's the point of caring what anyone else thinks? You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think that maybe it's just because I feel like. I'm sort of coming out of the end of it now, mid-twenties, mm. but, like, teenage years and early twenties was such a tumultuous time being, like, how how do I fit in? Yes. Rather than who am I? Yes, exactly, exactly. It was, do you know what, it was so weird to go from homeschooling into school. Yeah. To go from knowing who I was to going to school to realising that who I was wasn't making me make friends Mm. so then I had to work on how do I fit in oh interesting so going from that I know who I am to how do I fit in to then having to reteach myself yeah who am I yeah weird that is a really strange roundabout way of doing it yeah so like are you now at the point that you were when you were homeschooled no you're comfortable with who you are Oh, no. Okay. Like, when I was at home school, I did not give a shit. Mm. Wore what I wanted, did what I wanted, yeah. was interested in what I was interested in. Even now, when I get dressed in the morning, sometimes I'll be like, ah, but does the stuff go? Mm. How does it look? How do I feel? Do you know what? My hair isn't... I'm not enjoying yeah. it today. Or, or, like, oh... I probably shouldn't talk to this person about this thing I like because they're going to think I'm weird. Right. And it's like, I wish I could embrace that, like, 12-year-old me. I was going to say, that. do you think part of that is being a child? I think some of it is being a child. Right. But I think it was interesting going from sort of being a child to being an early teenager and still mm. being in homeschool. Yeah. Um, And just that level of like not giving a shit yeah and going into schools to look around schools mm-hmm. and like feeling that kind of like oh some pe- I can tell people think I'm a bit weird mm. but I hadn't quite got into the school environment yet so I was like I mean who's weird yeah no one's actually that weird and I you know they're in my like tie-dye whatever and just <laughs> like didn't care mm-hmm and then it was like three or four months and and then I was slowly being taught that I had to care yeah. if I wanted to survive. Right, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I wonder if it kind of everyone is told to fit this mould mm. and if you don't fit it, then you're wrong. And if you like something different, it's wrong. And self-love is wrong as well and if you yeah. do say that you're good at something you're just being arrogant yeah um but then maybe we come out the other side like we are now we realize what we actually want to do and who we are 
Yeah. And we're never going to have the same freedom we did have as children or mm. homeschooling in, in your case. Um, but probably the older you get, the more likely you are to not give a crap. Yeah. Which, so where is, where is the, where is it coming from? Yeah. Because if it's, okay, so let's say it's like 11 to 24. Mm-hmm. Where is that pressure coming from? Yeah. If people who are adults kind of know that they don't give a shit about what other people think. Yeah. I I think it's from within, to really? be honest. Yeah. Interesting. Because I think, well, probably biologically, mm-hmm. if you're an outsider, then you're not going to survive. Yeah, true. So you want to be part of the pack. Um, but then why does it matter less when you get older? I don't know. Maybe because you're weak and going to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Prehistoric people only live to 30 or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to be like, science about it. Be like, what would nature, what would nature do? Why would nature do that? But I honestly have no idea. Because it's a self-policing system as well, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's no adults coming in and going, this is how it should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you sort of take magazines and things, yeah. and I think they're just taking advantage of. But this people. is the thing that always gets me. If I was born in Renaissance times, mm-hmm. I would literally be adored mm-hmm. by everyone because I have red hair and pale skin and I'm curvy. Mm-hmm. But now no one wants that. No. Like, that's not what's in fashion at the moment. Same. Do you remember how in trend skinny eyebrows were? Yeah. And now it's fat eyebrows, and it's just like, I mean, that's just physical appearance, but it changes yeah. so frequently no, exactly. to keep up with the the times. It's like, how can, you're right, I don't understand where it comes from that we have to, to, fit, to in. fit in. But then, okay, this is interesting, so me and you are talking about, we get to a point where we're sort of thinking, do you know what, I don't care. Yeah. I think maybe there's people who don't ever get to, I don't care. Oh, 100%, yeah. So then maybe the pressure is coming from, you know, and then maybe they, because they care, they go into jobs where caring kind of helps. So like going into fashion, going into magazines, going into makeup and going into, you know, those things. And then they sort of pass that down and it, and it, and it permeates culture and, See, interestingly, you you kind of went the fashion way there. For some reason, I was thinking of bankers. Bankers. Because because there's probably so much expectation and pressure mm-hmm. on them to also look a certain way. I mean, that's they're, true. They're like the only people in London now who wear suits. Yeah. But I think that as well. Actually, that's the good aspect. Is like, so, for some reason, that's stuck in the banking world. Mm. You know, dressing a certain way and the expectations and working long hours and staying late. Um, I remember I met a guy and he was telling me that like they would just go out on Thursday and get wasted. And, like, that was what you did as a banker. Ooh. You just, like, that was your life because you just had to survive. Um, but it's funny how that's probably stuck from a time long ago. Yeah. But it hasn't elsewhere. No. But then if you go into that as a as a career choice, like, that's what's expected of you. You have to. So imagine if you went in and you were, like, I mean, I, I'm not sure how often this would happen anyway, but, like, you you wanted to wear your casual comfy clothes and mm-hmm. you you didn't really agree with the corporate structure and you wanted to stick it to the man and you just wanted to do banking to help everyone I don't know <laughs> but like if you had all these expectations put on you you're gonna you like you have to fit in 
Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do what you want to do. Either that or you're the person who breaks the mould and sets the pathway for other people. Like that guy in that film about the financial crash. I don't think I watched it. I can't remember what it was called. It was really good, though. Okay. But, like, everyone thought he was crazy. Yeah. And he literally just used to walk around in, like, his shorts and shirt and listen to heavy metal music. And then he, like, predicted the whole financial crash. crash and but made a ton of money <laughs> off it. And of he was he not, did. like, the stereotypical. But that's the thing. He just did his own thing. But then this is the thing. So someone like that can do that. Yeah. If you're a woman or you're not white. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You you can't because you don't have the power in the first place mm-hmm. to be like, do you know what? Fuck you and your rules. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. Because they're like, well, we already don't think you belong. Yeah. So we're doubling so don't think. The challenge to that is, yeah. 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 Makes sense. It's like, you have, you have to fit in more than anyone else fits in mm-hmm. because you don't fit the mould of what we think sh- this person should look like, which is a street white man. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And I think that probably makes, like, I it would be really interesting to see if there was a survey done or something to take a proportion of people and see how much they love themselves and whether that differed depending on your race and your gender. Yes. I think that would be super interesting. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that a, a white male would probably be more confident and comfortable with themselves than someone else would. Yeah. Or, like, someone who's overweight would be less comfortable than someone was, who was skinny. Because, again... A, what society pushes on you, I guess. The same as what um, Howard was saying about um, how the idea of the one mm. is put on us. Maybe it's the same for self-love. Maybe it's like... It... Also, okay, interesting point. This just popped into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, capitalism oh, yes. <laughs> would not work. If everyone loved themselves. No. Exactly. If everyone was content and happy. Um, Capitalism wouldn't be a thing. Yeah. Because people can't buy set, stuff to make themselves happy. Feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, self-love is, you can't reach a state. It's not like enlightenment. You can't reach self-love enlightenment. No, I wish. Because you are always going to be reaching for more because something's going to knock you back. Yeah. So self-love is always a journey. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that you can, it's not like a binary thing, like categorically I love myself or I don't. I mm. think it, I mean, it changes throughout the day. Yeah, it changes exactly. day day. Or like you said, you'll say something stupid and be like, why did I say that? That was so bad. Like, mm. and that's not self-love, but it's, it's just part of being human. Yeah. You want to be... Yeah, accepted and accepted, loved. Accepted, exactly. But I think there are things you can do to work towards self-love. Mm-hmm. So you, you're never going to always, you know, you're never going to you're never going to be this person who just loves everything about themselves. Yeah. But there are steps you can take in in order to kind of have you know, so not have such a critical voice when you think about yourself. Yeah, yeah. And not things like, think things like, oh, I'm stupid or I'm this or I'm that. You can start thinking, oh, I made a mistake, but that's okay because it's going to teach me something. Mm-hmm. Or, and that kind of yeah. makes some of those things that felt huge and awful before get much smaller and you can love yourself more. Yeah, because I do always think of that quote from the Twits mm-hmm. about the lady who, like, thinks nice thoughts and her face 
is like shines all bright and lovely because she's thinking nice things and the twits think horrible things and they're not very pretty but I, I do think it's true as well how how that kind of poisonous thinking can affect your own mind yes absolutely so you'll be thinking horrible like sort of like the jealousy thing I said horrible jealous thoughts about everyone else but then it starts affecting you as well yeah um no I agree yeah so basically you need to cut be kind about other people think yeah. kind of things about other people do what you want do what you want and um just try and take some steps yeah towards being a bit nicer to yourself yeah I think so and all so. of that kind of adds together to help you on your journey towards greater self-love because I don't think you can ever say towards self-love like yeah, this kind of end goal it's not an end goal not at all but do you think your opinions on self-love have changed over the past year since we started this yeah I think so because I think when we started this I didn't have very much mm. and I didn't think that I was worthy of <laughs> I didn't even think I was worthy of someone else's love let alone my own Jeez. love yeah because I was in a situation where I was letting myself not be loved yeah 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 that's true actually that's true and actually just be used mm-hmm. and actually you know if I'd had greater self-love and a greater sense of self-worth then I wouldn't have let that happened but then because that was happening to me I had even less self-worth and self-love right it's just a vicious cycle vicious cycle yeah Yeah. um and I needed to leave that situation in order to build my self-worth and my self-love back up Mm. and now I'm like you know somebody could come in and try and you, you know I could try and they could try and put me in that situation again and I'd be like well that doesn't work for me because I like myself a lot more yeah so you want to treat yourself better yeah no definitely definitely what about you oh yeah no same same mm. it's it's all a frame of mind isn't it and the mm. the the worst that you think about yourself the worst it's gonna be and um yes i've learned i've learned quite a lot this year about the critical voice yes um and how sneaky it can be it's so bloody sneaky. It's no, so bloody sneaky. It just, when you're least expecting it, you'll be thinking something, and you're like, how can I be so stupid? And then you're like, well, actually, mm-hmm. that's quite an easy mistake that anyone could have made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think just being aware of that and, again, surrounding myself, surrounding myself with better people and putting time into into relationships that I, that I want to get something out of, having brave and difficult conversations yes. where I need to to make those relationships better has has also helped me uh, like I feel like I can stand up for, for myself more mm-hmm. which is good when it comes to self-love because because you need to make your yourself heard I think yeah and actually if you're having people step all over you all the time then you start to think that you're not worth yeah much. yeah exactly that your exactly. opinions don't matter yeah mm. but no, i i genuinely think that if you if you what was the thing klaus like one good deed sparks another yeah it's sort of like that if you treat yourself nicely then it's it's just gonna be a whole repercussive thing yeah and and the chain will continue almost yeah um but no i agree that it's not a goal at all and it's not something that you 
that anyone is ever gonna can completely say no. Oh yes, I love I love myself. Unless you're Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, true. She's a hundred percent that bitch though. Oh yeah. Beach. Yeah, that's beach. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean everyone has off days. Like you just you just do, and there's no way around that. And you, I don't think you can. Sleep always helps. Yeah. Just, oh my it god, will it look does. different in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And physically as well, when you get bitten by a mosquito in the same place in your ankle, <laughs> you have a good night's sleep, your whole ankle de swells. It's perfect. <laughs> sleep solves everything. Yeah, sleep really does. Yeah, that as well. Like giving stuff time, I think. Yeah, time. Giving yourself time. You know, things don't heal instantly, but they do eventually. Mm. Yeah. You know, and or they'll dull or they'll feel less bad or yeah. things will change but and you'll grow. I, I genuinely think that this is the most important kind of love. I agree. I really do. I think you can't really have any of the others without this one. No, no, definitely not. Or at least you can't have healthy any of the others yeah, without this yeah, one. Yeah, the others can still exist, but, but unless you've got this a little bit sassed, it's just going to put a block on everything else. Yeah. And you're going to find it really, really hard to build new, good relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So, so do you think, I mean, I know we've done four of these in the past week, mm-hmm. um, but do you think that your opinions on love have changed because of this, the, these podcasts that we've been doing? I don't know if my opinions of love have changed. Hmm. But definitely, I think because I'm thinking about this stuff a lot more, I have changed some of how I approach things. Right. And how I think about life and and ideas about being vulnerable and open. Yeah. And I think my approach to friendship has changed. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, and that I kind of have decided to just go in and just be like, if I think somebody's valuable in my life, I should let them know. Yeah. Um, because I don't think we do enough of that. No, no, exactly. And it's nice to... I mean, I think we said at the time, but to have a smaller group of friends, but for them actually to to like you and appreciate you and support you. Yeah. Um, and to put time into the people who put time into you. Exactly. You kind of need that, I think. But yeah, no, I, w- I would agree definitely, like friend and family stuff I've thought much more about that than I would have before yeah um I think I've just learned that love is broader than romantic love. yeah love yeah. yeah it's not just Eris people no it isn't and they're all seven parts of a whole yes and you can't have one on its own no you've got to have all no. of them and it'll be a balance you know they're not all going to be the same you're not going to be focusing on them the same amount but and it will shift and it will change but you can't have you can't just have one no definitely not but if you had to have one it would be this one (laughs) i i think it's it's kind of integral to being human yeah and to living kind of living a happy life a happy good life yeah happy wholesome life yeah it's just to be 
to be yourself, really. Yeah, it's just love yourself. <laughs> Sounds cheesy and terrible, but but it's true. But it's true. Yeah. Put yourself. I mean, what was it in the holiday? <laughs> you have to be the leading lady of your own story. Ah, <gasps> oh, yes, that's so true. You can't be a side character. Yeah. You can't be the best friend. You're the leading lady. Because I must admit, that is one thing. I can't believe that it's been a year since we started this. Well, mm-hmm. give or take a few days. Time passes really quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when you have um, bookends like this where you can literally see yeah. how much you've grown. But I think that's something I've learned that time will pass by no matter what. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have bad times and you can't help the fact that almost squandering squandering that time because you need it to grow yeah but time is precious and you can't just you can't just be the the supporting character yeah you've got to be the main character because that because it's your life yeah Mm. well on that note yeah That kind of leads us to a really nice ending, I think. I think it does too, yeah. We're thinking about doing more podcasts, but we're not promising anything. <laughs> Let's see how we settle into our new jobs. Yes. But but that's it for for the seven types of love. Yeah, we've covered them all. That's it. We've decided self-love is the most important. Any others that you would slip in there? No. I think it's pretty much covered all of them. Yeah. Bloody agape. Agape fills in all the gaps. Yeah. Like the mortar. Yeah, exactly. Between the bricks. It can piss off, to be honest. It can. That was my least favourite. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Finished. Thanks. Completing things. Yes. <laughs> we did it. That's really bad. <laughs> High five. <laughs> uh, also, uh, thanks for listening new people <laughs> thanks future us yeah for listening to past you <laughs> um oh one for the road <laughs> <laughs> send us out hwbs like <laughs> <laughs> a round of Oh yeah, but with hot water bottle. <laughs> yes, bitch. Yes, bitch. <laughs>